This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. Kia ora and welcome to Garden of Sound, brought to you by The Netflist. I'm Ian Turner and my guest this week is Josh Braden. But first, if you enjoy today's show, I'd love for you to subscribe. Head to gardenofsound.nz and right there on the front page are subscription links to your favourite podcast providers. And over on the podcast page, you'll find all 160-odd Garden of Sound shows from the past four years, celebrating the music of Canterbury and further afield. Today, it's a local lad, Josh Braden, frontman and instigator-in-chief of post-alternative Sonic Highwaymen, No Broadcast. Out today is their third studio album, Lie in Orbit. Four years in the making, Josh and the team have upped the ante from previous records and are bringing together the jam and the structure that people want to hear and they want to play. This is the Garden of Sound interview with Josh Braden on Plains FM 96.9. Josh, have you got a first memory of music? Kind of. I mean, I've got a bunch. I remember like rocking, going to school and rocking back and forth in my mum's car singing to like either Meatloaf Records or Brian Adams Records. Okay. That would probably be the first kind of thing that I did with music. Not knowing really what it was. Yeah. You don't remember any nursery rhymes? I can't actually remember a nursery rhyme right now. Nancy Wincy Spider? Yeah, there you go. That's I climbed up the water spout. Or something like that. Yeah, but I don't... I feel like we've um, we've diverged from the from the no broadcast uh, experience at least. Um, music in your family? Any singers? That kind of thing. Uh, I think my nana sung. And my granddad, I think, played the bagpipes. Was there Scottish or Irish ancestry? Oh, so, yeah, like at some okay. point. Apparently, Braden means a salmon of some kind. Oh, okay. Like some sort of Irish. I don't know. Some Irishy thing. I don't know. Do you like salmon? I like fried tails of salmon because okay. it has no bones. Ah, good. So you just fry that up, you're good to go. Yeah. Was there music on um, potentially around the uh, the dinner table or the breakfast table? Nah, just radio stuff from my memory. So was like, it a very sort of um, middle of the road kind of music? upbringing when you have folks like Brian Adams and, yeah. and Meatloaf. I mean, I just sang along to it, not thinking about what music was. Yeah. And I didn't really have, I didn't really, yeah, it wasn't really on my brain. I just sort of sung it. Like even before, before 10, my whole life wasn't going to be about music at all. It was going to be about joining the army and becoming a gunsmith. That's what I wanted to do. Okay. That was my, that's what I wanted to do. Uh, explain, yeah. explain gunsmith. Gun, like make guns, fix guns. Yep. Repair, maintain guns. And has that sort of carried through no. to your adult? Okay. No, when I got teen, <laughs> teen is when that ended. Okay. Yeah. What was there, was there a sudden event? I got given a guitar. So it was a case of guitars for guns. Yeah, the ratio changed. And they got more guitar and, and as I learned more things, kind of just, it just, Grew from there, and it sort of became an addiction. I just wanted to play all the time, and did just lived in the music room at school, and mm. yeah. So, what kind of guitar are we talking about? Oh, first, it was first guitar, uh, a Cataluna, okay, I believe. Yeah, like a three quarter thing. Yep, with like the action, like this high off, real high, real high. And um, my fingers just got strong. Cra- crappy guitar. Then I got but... given, I got given a twelve string. Yep, 
not not too long after that. Yeah. And that was even worse. Okay. Yeah. What about musical instruction at least? You're spending all the time mm. in the music room at least. Yeah, that was Teachers. a bit of a, a bit of a downer cuz why? Well, I'm, I was left-handed. Yeah. I am left-handed. And I play guitar left-handed. Mm-hmm. And it, there was a little bit of a teething process. And for the first six months, I had to play left-handed, uh, right-handed, sorry. Um, and then I, was, I couldn't do anything. I was the worst. I never got better and never progressed. And I was like, this yeah. sucks. But I'm left-handed, so I, I took it on myself to change the strings around. And I did that and um, kind of could play everything that I had been learning for the last six months. And it's kind of instantly, in a way, mm. didn't have the calluses. Teachers didn't like that. So they, you, you taking some initiative. The main music teacher was fine with it, but my actual guitar tutor did, just didn't didn't yeah. teach me after that anymore. Do you want to call him out? Nah, did, uh, I can't even remember. Eh? Good. I think it was a lady, actually. Okay. Yeah. That's hard. It's okay. What was, um, give me some of your first sort of cover cover tracks that you, you learned yourself. The first ever thing that I learned was a, a classical piece called Romance. It's, it's yeah. You know, everyone yes. knows that. Yeah, yeah. But I learned just the melody. Yeah. And then there's this finger pick that comes after it that yeah. is complicated. And I suffered for a while learning that. Mm. Yeah. But that was good. Uh, yeah. Still play so that. What about pop songs? What was the first song I learned? Um, so this would have been like, this is like 90, 90 something. Did you ever learn to play Desire? Yep. It's three chords. Uh, Pretty good. Yep. And um, the Edge's guitar sound is a big influence on what yep. I do with delays. Yep. And reverbs and, and spatially affecting sound, basically. Tell me about the first band experience. Yeah, it was jamming with like-minded people at school after a few years. And we, I think I had a friend who started playing because, yeah, he just started playing the bass or guitar or something. Oh, no, he was playing piano Yep, at the start. Mm. And we became really good friends. And then he sort of played the, the bass and guitar and... And and piano at, the, at that point, yep. and we would we would just jam over things. At that stage, I was getting into Radiohead quite yeah. a lot. Okay, so OK Computer nineteen ninety seven or yeah, that's around. when that came out. Yep. Um, so that dun 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 that riff is still repeating in my head every minute. It's just constantly there, and so we played lots of that, or tried to learn lots of that stuff, and Oasis songs. Still brilliant in a way, like tracks like Champagne Supernova. It was off their first record we were into. Uh, um, definitely, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. All that stuff. Yeah. And some U2 stuff. I was just trying to figure out how The Edge made all those noises. Mm. So there was those three influences, kind okay. of. Yep. Um, and we'd play over stuff. It's very much that side of the Atlantic. That was basically it. And it was just music room, jamming over that, playing that riff. And then a song kind of emerged the first one out of those yeah and uh, we we formed a band and went to the rock quests okay what was that first band called damn like great, great name yeah damn we'll call it damn but there, there was Sinosia, i think that was a band name after oh, wow. damn and um dismembered heads okay because of radiohead trying to mm. cheesy yeah. and just stuff like that and then the working title that came like a few years later was Enthusiac and that, that stayed yes. for a while. Yeah. Continue to do that and play rock quests and stuff. It is time for some music and you have pre-selected some tunes. Can I presume it will be Radiohead? Sure. Okay, cool. Uh, and the song that you have selected today is? I think it's it's Paranoid Android, right? It is. Yeah, so yeah. it's got that riff. 
It's a great song. Let's have a listen. Nice.
This is the Garden of Sound interview with Josh Braden on Plains FM 96.9. What was the first big gig you got along to? So the Feelers. No, it wasn't even the Feelers. (laughs) It was Limited Speed Zone were playing in, in the square. Who were limited speed They were like zone? a covers band, but they were covering Feeler songs. Hmm. And so it was, a mid, it was a midnight gig. I think it, was, it might have been a New Year's Eve gig. Ah, okay. And it was like a big gig in town, and it was free. And I was like, what the hell? Any cool. any well-known people in that band? No. Okay. But that was the first kind of like, oh, oh hello. Yeah. Kind of gig. What really what really took you with the performance or the sound? It was the song. I like The Feeler's like, that first record's kind of good in a way. Kind of. Great production. Yeah. And so they played, the band, the covers band, covered a really good version of that Pressure Man Pressure song. Pressure Man. Yeah, yeah. Take the hammer. Yeah. So they did that and I was like, well, that's kind of impressive. Yep. So that's, you know, that was kind of exciting. I think that yeah. was like, uh, and I went, I seen live, the band live, live. I was going to say that. Yeah. like well, I almost yeah. put them in kind of like Virgin and Creed territory. Yeah. Yeah, they, but they were good. They yep. were a good live band. Yep. I, I think I had a free ticket. Yeah. And just went along. It was good. Yeah. What else did I see? I, uh, Jacob was an early... Well, I wasn't even allowed in. They played at the Ducks. They were a band from Napier, mm. or Hastings area. Mm-hmm. And they're awesome. Yeah. Um, Amazing. Yeah. And I was just like blown away, checking them out from the back, like like looking at the window because I wasn't allowed in. I didn't yeah. have an idea or anything. Yeah. So it was good. That was one of my first... It was in the rain too, I remember... So yeah. you're a Christchurch person, yeah, yeah. Any other memories, sort of growing up, music scene? Maybe when you, when you're legal and you can get in. Yeah, we started playing kind of around town. We were trying to find gigs and stuff. We didn't really know how to do it or what. We're so novice and uh, not on this in the, in the know of what straight. We'd like we we thought we had to take our own PA system and stuff like that. So we had this little one, but then we turn up and this in in rigging. I'm like, ah, oh. uh, and we were supposed to be there earlier to have sound check. Soundman's gone, you know that kind of stuff. How, really, how yeah. is a young band supposed to know this stuff when nobody's around to tell them? I think venues have changed, kind of now. Yeah, maybe not. I don't know. Maybe we just weren't in the know. Maybe we were just being, just thought what we knew. We thought we knew what we were doing, but obviously we didn't. Interesting. Eh? So who was in the um uh, in the first iteration of what became No Broadcast? So we had we had Arno. He's my he was my friend who played the bass yep. guitar. He ended up playing guitar and keys. And then mm-hmm. we had our friend that we met, Louise, who played the bass, and we mm-hmm. had the drummer called Chris playing okay. the drums. Yep. And that was the first sort of inkling, you know, yeah, yeah. kind of like this is cool. And I'd, t- I'd take songs to them and sort of that yeah. So that was fun, and that's what got us to that that unit got us to whatever Rock Quest thing up in Wellington and to the finals and whatever. Mm-hmm. And then that got us enough money to fund a sort of an EP that came out, and we called that In The Queue. We did like a small pressing of CDs and whatnot yep. around town. Yeah. Musically, it wasn't so much about Radiohead anymore, and that kind of sound, it, it started to change. After seeing Jacob, I started to look at um, kind of bands like that, and I, I, that's where I found lots of other good things, like HDU from Dunedin. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Amazing, like huge influence on loops and delays and distortions and mm. just building walls and textures of sounds. Yeah. And I'm still into that. And then I started to delve into um, 
finding other bands, Godspeed You, Blank Emperor, Sugar Ross, you know, all this stuff that just kind of had an imagery in within the sound and it was just this really intense, emotive kind of thing just with the sound. You didn't didn't mm. need much else. I I started to listen to lots of instrumental music, stuff like that, and um it just changed everything, yeah. Changed mm. changed the whole band and Are you more connected when you're singing? Than mm. when it's just soundscape. No, it's okay. just the same. Same, just different. The emphasis is different. Yeah, um, yeah. So that band sort of dismantled it a little bit. Chris stayed around. We found a, um, a really good musician, like super good at like jamming, called Sam. Sam. <laughs> yeah, he's awesome. He's an amazing musician, man. And um, he's the bass player in T Fifty Four. What came and um, but we used to just sit in the garage and just jam and the emotion that would come out of the, the chemistry that would just from jamming and yep. was great. And um, a lot of our first, uh, the, the next EP we did was sort of like a collab of, of just that chemistry sort of fused into a structure in a way. Mm. I mean, and we, we, st- we started playing live without any songs. We just sort of, well, we would have a couple, but yeah. then we'd jam yep. and that would be the thing. Yeah. Um, How did that go down? Well, we enjoyed it. Yeah. Where were you playing? Places like Media Club. Okay. Ah, oh, those were the days. Yeah, the Media Club, uh, the Jet Set Lounge. Yep. We were pretty nervous when we got a gig at the Ducks because that was, you know, the place to the, play. Yep. We had a set sort of sorted by then, kind of like we had songs. Yeah. By then. Yeah. And um, Marcus actually was doing this. Marcus Quinn Stanley, he's like a sound dude, um, actually recorded that gig and we were yeah. like, whoa, this is. When was the last time you listened to that? I don't even know if I have it anymore. Oh wow! Yeah, but uh, Sam will have it. He's, yeah. he's he like looks after that kind of stuff. Yeah. Which, so yeah, we could probably dig that up. Yeah. But it was great. I was like, wow, this is. Kind of cool. What's the um? What's the best gig you've ever played? Eventually, like recently, but later on, like 2015, we supported Jacob on their tour. They did of New Zealand, and we did yeah. the Christchurch and Dunedin supports. Lots. Yeah. They were pretty good. Like a big sort of an honor to do that. Um, mm. We did Beast. We've supported Beast Wars mm-hmm. on their tour. That was pretty good. Um, Slightly harder edge to your yeah. Your stuff. It was strange. It was, just, but it worked. It yeah. was yeah. Crowd was into of, it. Yeah, so we've, we've done them. We've supported them twice actually. Yeah. Um, we supported Bauhaus, kind of goth-ish, rocky kind not, of stuff. Not just the font or the movement. Yeah. Yeah. Even some of those earlier gigs where there's no one near and we were just in the zone. Yep. They were good. Yeah. Like we we used, we used to play at the Wonder Bar all the time. It's no one. Yeah, they they were some really good gigs for us because we were out of the rehearsal room. And So who are you doing it for? Are you doing it for Josh? At the time, it was it was just fun. Yeah. And there wasn't really much else to do. Yeah. Or that I wanted to do. Yeah. And it seemed like Sam was in that boat as well. Yeah. We'd just listen to music and jam stuff and mm-hmm. um that was that and didn't really give it much thought oh um chart fest played chart fest that was good that was kind of like at the town hall mm-hmm. but not in the big room but yeah, yeah. I was like wow cool yeah that was good I actually fainted to that gig holding a note too long nice we've all been there yeah that's commitment as yeah gotta commit <laughs> Yeah. It's all character building. It is. Um, it is time for some music. Okay. Um, and I do ask for a a favourite track. And I'm unsure whether you're going to come out with um, Mars Volta or Sigur Ross. I think Sigur Ross. Yeah. 
That's that's there. And what's the name of this track? Untitled Eight. <laughs> it's not Paplagio or something. It like is that. that. Is it? Okay. Um, the, I could be wrong. And yeah. my apologies to people of Icelandic descent. It's um well the, this album is really good because it's it has that untitled aspect to it because none of the album uh, has words on it of, of any kind. Yeah. And the singing on it, none of it's in English or, yep. or Icelandic. That's amazing. So that's why they've got that, which I thought was amazing. Mm. Like it's, if there's anything on it, it's got brackets on it. So anything in the within the brackets is up to your interpretation. Okay. Kind of thing. Yeah. Super cool. Cool concept. Sigur Ross. Yeah.
This is the Garden of Sound interview with Josh Braden on Plains FM 96.9. You don't have to be sorry. Go on. He's just, he's just introduced me to Paplagio, we'll call it, or yeah. at least... Untitled 8. Uh, mm. Wow. That's mm. that's huge. I was picking up some Tool vibes in there. In there. Yeah. yeah. Probably. Yeah. yeah. No doubt, right? Yeah. That was 2002 that record came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't remember. I don't know when Tool did their stuff. Tell yeah. me about the collective feel. Tell me about not playing with a, a set form of people in no broadcast. Oh, that's a recent development. Yeah. Well, it's just, it's just, um, yeah, people are busy mm. and, um, and you're happy with that? What's what's your ideal? Jamming is there's, there's two desired outcomes. Yeah. There's like a bat, like a unit, a unit of people like that that loved to like get in a room and jam, and that's good. But then there's like whatever comes of that, or can manifest out of that uh, material, can be formed into songs or structures or whatever, um, is good too. This amalgamation of the both would be ideal, you know. Mm. So who plays on the new who plays on the new record? Well, on the new record we've got Thomas. Yes, he's the drummer. Yes, and one day I'll get you, Tom. Yeah, I'll get you. Oh, you get him in. Yeah, one day. Yeah. Um, who else? We've got Tom Harris who plays some keys. We've got yep. some. We've got Steve Lane who plays some cello. Yep. We've got Matthias who lives in Melbourne who mm-hmm. plays synth. Yep. Throughout the record. Yep. We've got K Dog who played some bass That's and Kieran. K Dog, yes, Kieran. He's just K Dog. Yeah. Played some bass. Christened at birth. Um, uh, and we did a lot of engineering with him as well. Okay. Tom O'Connor, amazing sound capturer. And I'll get you too, Tom. Yeah. It's all the Toms that I need to get. Yeah. He's good, man. Yeah. And, um, did, what did he? What did Tom bring to you? To, um... He bought a mixing desk into okay. my work. Is that it? He just bought the mixing desk. And a, a bunch of nice gear, microphones and stuff. And what, we... about, what about his talent? What about his... Oh, totally. Yeah? Yeah. We captured some good drums. Did well, he um, improve anything performance-wise or make any suggestions or wasn't that kind of gig? I think the structures and, and the parts for the drums were yeah. written, like pretty already yep. honed out. We did it over a weekend at my work. We set up all the mics and in, in, in sort of the workshop, mm. sort of all very self-engineered and not traditional studio kind of stuff, which is what I still dig, those sort of things that aren't normal. Yes. Make something. Yep. I think. And so sort of that's that's what we tried to do and still try to do, yeah. Uh, what's the name of the new album? Lie in Orbit. Lie in Orbit. Mm. And where does that come from? Or what does that mean? Could be, could be considered a concept album, kind of. The lyrics kind of speak of um, this. <laughs> it's kind of, they're kind of dark because it's just the situation that um, is observed in a yeah. way. But then there's hope behind them. It's sort of like the idea of duality and stuff like that, sort of hinting at duality and concepts of human sort of uh, habits that have been throughout humanity for eons. Mm. Just, just, just sort of like self-limiting beliefs that we all sort of have yeah. as a collective uh-huh. that sort of dictate and sort of sway the way society is um, made. Yeah sort of holding us back from true potential. That's sort of what the album is about. Yeah. And the music and stuff like that. Uh, and lying in orbit is you're stuck in that orbit of that mind habituated self collectively. Mm. That's kind of what it's kind of hints at. Is this your, because I'm looking for, you know, black and white here, obviously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is this your best album? 
What? No, I think the next one is, to be honest. Will it always be the next one? No. Why? Okay, so you've got something else, bro. Yeah. So forget about this one. Yeah, probably. Okay. Yeah. No. no. This one This one's just, yeah, like as soon as it's finished, different sound, completely different thing. Songs just sort of um, came instead of jams or whatever because, yeah, I m- moved house situation and I started playing a lot, lot more acoustic guitar and picking up um, more acoustic guitar and yep. gigs. Yeah. So the focus changed from big loops. Interesting. So this is the new stuff. We, yeah, we could talk about this later or whatever. But yeah, um, that's and so that's a new development. So okay. that, um, yeah. What's the track that we're going to hear very shortly? It's a title track called "Lion Orbit," I believe. Lion Orbit or lying in orbit? I think lion orbit. Okay. So, see, that's the debate. Then that that's the constant saga that that. Don't know what to put on the album artwork, but we've done it now, so yeah. whatever. Oh, it's okay. It's all right. People will get into it. It's quite good. It's just a word, right? This is Lion Orbit. Yes. From Lion Orbit. Yeah. From No Broadcast.
This is the Garden of Sound interview with Josh Braden on Plains of Him 96.9. The reason that I'm laughing is because he wanted me to do my Cookie Monster, uh, which only comes out on special occasions. This is a special I'm, occasion. I'm glad you did it. Thank because you. Yeah. Um, your new album is out today. Yeah, well, uh, yeah. Eight tracks of audio. Um, We're in the future, goodness. man. We are in the future. Yeah, holy hell. No, it's all happening right now. Yeah. We're right there. I was We're, like, whoa, really? There's a, dual- really? There's a duality. And that's all good. That was what the album's about. It's about duality. Amazing. Oh, Let's hope hell. nothing untoward happens between again. now yeah, right. and now. Um, what's on the horizon outside of um, uh, Josh Goes Acoustic? What else do you want to do? What's... Once the world opens up, do you want to do you want to travel? Uh, only if it's music related. Cool. Yeah, I think. Yeah, um, I often go places. and I'm like, damn, I want to play here. Or, yeah. And you know, when you're just traveling for no, re- you know, just for traveling. No reason. Like, yeah, I always. I'm a kind of like when it comes to music and traveling. I, it's, I'm a utilitarian. Is that I want to utilize the travel. You know, helps pay the gas. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be cool to when when the world does open up to um yeah perform some of the stuff mm. in different places. Yeah. Again. Have there been any obvious wrong turns or opportunities missed? Related to this anything in your life oh, from no doubt. zero to thirty eight. Yeah. So much. I can't even <laughs> Yeah, I got I I don't know the list is so long that um Wow. Yeah, probably. Okay. I guess that's normal though, right? Or, or I hope it is. Are you happy? Reasonably. Yeah. I mean, kind of. What could, that was that was a quick descent. Yeah. What could change in your life? Um, a record deal. Okay. It would be cool to make stuff and that gap between making stuff and having people get it. There's a barrier and I th- I'd like to close that barrier mm. somehow. Um, so would you say Sigur Ross? Has closed that barrier. Oh, totally. Yeah, they, they they sell lots of you know they they have a good relationship community with their with their fans and stuff. Who in New Zealand mm. is doing what you want to do and doing it well? It's a weird thing to to, to sum up what success is and and how you're going to feel happy with and whatever you create as a success. It's 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 sort of like a when I was a kid to have a music a room full of musical gear was a dream. That dream came true probably like. 20 years ago am I happy no because I'm as soon as you get that goal you're on to the next one and kind of what this album is about is not being present with what you have and what you know you and being in line with you know who you are and where you want to get or not to get because there's no where to get you know as well it's a weird it's contradictory but it's um kind of a statement of a crazy person's head. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Or at least a person who thinks. So success, I don't know what success is, like really. And I don't really feel the need to gravitate. I just want to really figure out what to do to you know, bridge that gap between music that is created and how fans get it. Get it, get it. Like So with that physical... It used to be CDs and vinyls and stuff like that. You know, with the Spotify, that's sort of, it's opened up. It's like finding music, like tr- trying to find a needle in a haystack. It's real hard to do. So we're trying to, well, I'm trying to figure out a way to make a physical sort of tangible product again 
and get that across to people in a way. So we released a coffee last year and it mm. had the download code on it. Mm. So there's that physical thing and you, it's reusable in, in, a, in you know many ways. Whereas the CD, you just put it on. I don't know. And then, yeah, we did a T-shirt recently with the download code on the on the album. Um, Next question. I was going to say. I was going to say maybe a rug. Wow. Um, could do. Could do. So you just live in people's living rooms, just you trapped. Oh, there you go. I think we've 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 gone over time. To be perfectly honest, we were going to play some Mars Volta. Yeah. Um, and I don't think we've actually got time to play the last song today. That's, that's okay. a bit. That's a bit shit, isn't it? That's okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's a different show. Just listen to Mars Volta some other time. Exactly. D last in the Comatorium. What it, was the last? Uh, the uh, the last track on the album, I think. It's um, take the veil. Serpent, that's the one. Serpent text. Amazing, amazing group. And also, it would be somewhat remiss of me. Um, we talked off air about a successor uh, for Taylor Hawkins. Um, who would you like to see uh, playing with the Foos? Maybe that's actually, it is a bit too soon. Is it too soon? Yeah. Uh, maybe it is. All right. Nah. Nah. Okay. Nah. It's not. Nah, right. it's not. I think it's all Josh good, right? told me. Josh told me it was I all right. I think it's okay, but it's hard to know, isn't it? It is. It's, it's difficult unless you put it out there and see. It's a, it's a, it's a I'm, no, I'm just wondering who's going who's to pick, who's gonna, I, who's gonna pick up the sticks. Anyway, I really like um, John Theodore's drumming. He's a, he's the drummer in the Mars Volta, actually. Uh, but really? now he drums in Queens of the Stone Age. Ah, uh, of course. He's he super good. A bit like that. Super good. Yeah. Yeah. He'd cool. be good. Yeah. If he was available. He's very bonhomie. Ah. Which is, you know, got those... Bonhomie. Got those linear triplet fills down. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. We're going all over. Oh, he's good. Oh, we've done it. Um, Josh, it's been amazing to have you on the show. Mm. Thank, Thank you, you so much for being me. here. Yeah. Thank you. Lovely. Thanks for joining me today on Garden of Sound and thanks to Josh Braden for indulging me in what I can only call one of my loosest yet most enjoyable chats. If you want to hear all of Lion Orbit and check out some of the other artists we talked about today, head to gardenofsound.nz and click on Josh's photo. Next week, I talk to Sam and Anton, the string section of the snake behaviour, about their upcoming recordings and why heavy is good. I'm Ian Turner and this has been Garden of Sound. Until next week, keep well, keep listening and keep playing. Enohora. All my life I've been searching for something Something never comes, never leads to nothing Nothing satisfies, but I'm getting close Closer to the prize at the end of the rope All night long, I dream of the day When I